to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hello, my friend. Thank you for being here today. The world is a scary and stressful and overwhelming place. And I'm glad you're taking a little bit of time to reflect and listen to scripture and hear where God might be speaking life into you right now. Today, we're going to be reading a few excerpts from Matthew chapter 13. We're going to dig into some parables about what the kingdom of God is like in our world and listen to where God is calling us and where is God speaking new life to us. And so if you're feeling a little down, if you're feeling like you could really use some life spoken into you right now, I hope that this is what that is for you. So I invite you to take a deep breath. Soften your shoulders and listen as I read some excerpts from Matthew chapter 13. And I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. When a man took and planted in his field, though it is the smallest of all seeds, Yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. Jesus told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Have you understood all these things? Jesus asked. Yes, they replied. He said to them, Therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. Here ends our reading. Please pray with me. Holy and gracious and giving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the ability to hear and listen to your word. We give you thanks for being on this journey with us. We know that some days you lead us beside still waters and other days you are accompanying us on the mountains and valleys of life. God, I ask that you be present with everyone listening today. May they feel your love and your grace and your comfort wrapped around them like a great strength. May you guide their way and breathe new life into them today. May you make the world feel just a little less heavy and a little more bright and remind us all 
that Christ is the gift that keeps on giving now and forever. Open our hearts and our minds and fill our well today, God. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. When I first heard the line at the end of the section I read, this is Matthew chapter 13, verse 52, when Jesus says, Therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. When I heard this passage, it made me think of my grandparents. And all those summers I spent digging through their basement full of stuff. I would go through all of these boxes and see what treasures I could find. I would find old puzzles and put them together. I would find things that my mother had worn as a kid or the stuffed animals my uncle used to play with and probably still plays with. And all of these different things, photo albums and journals and books, things that my grandparents had played with when they were kids. It breathed new life into these old things, both for my grandparents and for me. It was like going treasure hunting to see what I could find. And so I think that's what Jesus is telling us to do in that sentence, that to be a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like to go and dig through all the treasures of what God has created, all the treasures found in our scriptures and the words of the Bible, looking at these things as both new and old. So often, I think we have a habit of treating scripture, especially like those items tucked away in the basement. They might have a purpose at some point in our lives, and then we tuck it away. We box it up and set it on the shelf. And I I think we do the same thing with our faith or with God. We put it away until a rainy day when we need it. As if it's not relevant anymore. We do this as Christians, especially to the Old Testament. We put it on the shelf. It's hard. It's confusing. It's challenging. It doesn't necessarily feel relevant to us today. And so we just, we put it on a shelf and we'll focus on the New Testament. But the thing is, the Old Testament, the New Testament, Scripture, God, our faith, it is all relevant. It is all relevant. One of my jobs as a pastor is to brush the dust off of these old pages of our Bibles and show how God is still speaking life into them and through them. How God is still speaking to us in the ways that God spoke to people thousands and thousands of years ago. My job is to show us how God's spirit is still jumping off of these pages, still dancing through the words and still breathing into our lives today. God is not a thing of the past, but a thing of the present and the past. Our faith, our scriptures are not a thing of the past, but a thing of right here and right now. They are a gift that keeps on giving. My churches this week are celebrating Christmas in July. And so I have been thinking about what it means to celebrate that. What does it mean to celebrate Christmas in July? And that phrase of the gift that keeps on giving is what has ruled over again and again in my mind. How is Jesus Christ born on Christmas Day the gift that keeps on giving? 
If you ask anyone who knows me well, and my husband will bemoan this a little bit, I love Christmas. I wear Christmas socks all year round. I don't have Christmas decorations up all year round, but I do wear my Christmas socks all the time, especially when I'm having a bad day. I'll put on my Christmas socks and it brings me a little bit of joy. But the reason I do that isn't because I'm obsessed with Santa and the reindeers and the elves and all of that. It's that I love the spirit of Christmas and I love the message of Christmas, which is that God is here with us right here and right now. The message of Emmanuel, God with us. And so that message for me isn't just about December 25th. It's about all the time, all year round, 365 days a year. God is with us, Emmanuel. The parables that we heard today, the first few, how the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a man took and planted in his field. And though it is the smallest of seeds, then it grows and becomes the largest of plants. It becomes a tree so that birds can perch in its branches. Now we're talking about faith, not science. So those of you who know plants will know that a mustard seed doesn't grow into a tree. But this is what God does. Takes something so small, so insignificant as a mustard seed and lets it grow and become even into the biggest of shrubs. And in our imagination and in reality can become a tree where birds rest on its branches. Or the kingdom of heaven being like yeast that a woman took and mixed into flour until it worked all the way through the dough. It is remarkable growth from insignificant beginnings, which is exactly what the baby Jesus is. Babies are born all the time. But this baby, born on Christmas Day in a manger, Amongst the hay, this insignificant beginning became a significant beginning because of what it grew into. Like the seed that became a great tree that became a big home for birds and provided shade to those who needed rest from the heat. Or like the yeast that becomes the bread of life. This is Jesus Christ, the gift that keeps on giving that keeps on growing and becoming. Think of who Jesus was. He didn't have 5 million followers on Instagram. He had 12 followers in real life. Several more who weren't in those named 12, but Jesus started in these small, insignificant beginnings, but had this remarkable growth. It's not just about December 25th, but all year long. These gifts of Christ that keep on giving. And so what are those gifts? What gifts did Christ bring us? And a lot of people will talk about his death and the meaning of his death and forgiveness of sin. But I want us also to remember the gifts of Jesus's life. The way he taught us to ask questions. The way he taught us to wrestle with our faith through stories and parable. The way he taught us about forgiveness and healing and mercy and justice and humility. All of these are gifts of Jesus Christ. 
the centering of the marginalized, the honoring of women saying a woman's place can also be at the feet of a teacher, not just in the kitchen. It can be both. It can be all. The gifts of Christ where a Samaritan can be good. The gifts of Christ who says God's kingdom is for all people, not just for some. This is God, Emmanuel, when we take these gifts and keep on giving them. This small, seemingly insignificant beginning, like that mustard seed or that bit of yeast, can grow into something big and marvelous. And my friend, you have that within you. You have that within you. Because the thing about mustard seed, the thing about yeast, even in this story, the woman, you might notice, it doesn't say that she kneaded it into the flour. It says she hid it in the flour. And the mustard seed, mustard can be an obnoxious plant. It could be considered a weed and yet it grows and it grows and it grows seemingly without trying. So even when you do tuck your faith away, even when you hide it away in the basement of your heart, it will still grow because God is good and God is Emmanuel with us always. But what we are called to do in response is to give because when you are given to, you are called to give back. We are called to pay it forward, to give it forward. We are called to treat this like a treasure. We are called to treat these scriptures, this faith we have been given and we have been cultivating, we are to treat it as if it is this treasure. When Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field that when a man found it, he hid it again and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Or like a merchant looking for fine pearls when he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. It is that kind of a treasure that is so valuable that we will give all we have for it. We will give everything we own just to have it. It is that valuable and that special. One of the commentaries I read as I was preparing this sermon talked about a, a more modern translation of this particular parable that perhaps the kingdom of heaven is like a man who leaves everything, all of his family and his job, his home, all of his earthly belongings, just to be with the woman he loves. And maybe today we would call that foolish, but that's what Jesus is asking us to do. That is what God is calling us to do is to release everything we have just to be a part of this gift, just to chase after this treasure that is heaven on earth, the kingdom of God. Am I willing to give up everything to have that? Am I willing to experience the hardship that might come with that? The inconvenience that might come from that? Am I willing to not just put it on the shelf, but make it a part of my everyday life? Yes, even when I hide it away, it is the gift that keeps on giving. But how much more of a gift will it be if I take it off the shelf and make it a part of my life? 
the value in the kingdom of heaven, the value in Christ in following God is that it is the gift that keeps on giving. It is that seed that becomes a tree that becomes a home for all. It is the yeast that becomes the bread for the world. This is what we have been given and what we can continue to give because the reason that it is the gift that keeps on giving is because there are people willing to give of it. Jesus tells us freely you have been given and so freely give. Allow yourself and your heart to be God's gift to the world. Find whatever it is that God planted in your heart and let it grow and let it blossom. You are good and you are holy and you are wonderfully made. You are a gift from God. And just like Christ, you can also be a gift that keeps on giving. Because the impact you leave on someone else's life, they will take that and make an impact on someone else's life. And then they'll take that and make an impact on someone else's life. And it will ripple and it will ripple and it will ripple. And eventually it will be like that mustard seed that grew into a tree that became a home. It'll be like that yeast that becomes a flower that feeds the world, that becomes the bread of the world. This is what God gives us. The ability to come from what feels like insignificant beginnings to have a life of meaning and beauty and wonder and goodness. You are a treasure. You are a treasure and God would give everything for you. God did give everything for you. Our scriptures tell us all of these things. Our scriptures are the yeast that can grow our faith into the bread of life. Let us take our faith, let us take our scripture off of the shelves and make them a part of our lives. Because they are like a basement full of treasures, full of goodness, full of grace. My friend, I leave this with you today, that you are a gift. You are a gift. You are a treasure to God and to the world. You in your heart are like a basement full of treasures, new and old. And God will use you to be a gift that keeps on giving because God is good all the time. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org give. 
My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.